Welcome to another episode of Once Upon East 112. Uh, my name, as always, is Aaron Avera, and I am joined by the one, the only, Donatus Carroll. Donatus, how are we doing today? I'm doing great, Aaron, man. Uh, super excited for this Christmas season, man. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, to all of our listeners out there, we want to go ahead and apologize for missing last week. We were having all sorts of issues uh, with the platform that we record on. It kept cutting us out, kept cutting us in. We couldn't find another day to record. Um, so we are going to give y'all a what we are going to call our Christmas spectacular. Uh, we're writing letters to Santa today, and we're going to discuss those wish list items. Uh, but please forgive us for last uh, last week's fumble, uh, if we may call it a butt fumble. Thank you, Mark Sanchez. Uh -huh. um, but it, it it went south. Um, but today's episode going to bring forth for the Christmas season our dear Santa wish list items uh each of us we have not told each other what our item is so y'all can probably guess what one of mine is and we are going to bring to the table a dear santa letter um and discuss this wish list item and if we think that maybe it might actually happen this season um do you want to go first you want me to go first Don? Just... uh you go ahead and go first there all right here we go you can get a little taste of what last week's episode was supposed to be about but we're going to trim it down to about 10 minutes here um <laughs> Dear Santa, this year as a Browns fan has been very disappointing. Freddie Kitchens at times looks lost, confused, and all I can do is complain about his play calls. All I want for Christmas this year is for Freddie Kitchens to be fired and for a competent head coach to be hired. Signed, sincerely, the lost Browns fan, Aaron Avra. So my wish list item is Freddie being fired. Um, last or yesterday showed nothing different. The man sat there. We were up by six, about to go into halftime. We got, I, and then we ended up with two minutes left in the half being down by like nine points. It was 14 to six somehow going into halftime. We were up six, nothing with two minutes left in the half. Um, he uses Nick Chubb to run the ball and we're down by two scores. Um, the man looks lost. The man does not know what's going on. Um, the man is an imbecile. Uh, <laughs> OBJ was yelling at him yesterday. Jarvis Landry was yelling at him the week before. We got slaughtered by the Cardinals. Incompetent looking against the Ravens. Uh, we play the Bengals next, which I'm not even sure that's a sure win. So all I want is for Freddie Kitchens to be fired. What do you think, Donatus? Yeah, man, it's uh, good lord, man, it's been a tough season for you guys. Um, and it, you know, it's people don't typically agree on a lot of things. Uh, you know, especially there's a lot of division going around in the world today and in our country. But I think one thing that you can get everybody to agree on <laughs> is that the Browns have been a disappointment this year. Um, something that I think you can get the majority of people to agree on is that Freddie Kitchens is the reason why. Um, we've said it a million times on this podcast, and I mean, we'll say it, I don't know, probably a, a million other times. Um, the Browns have, if not the most talented um, roster in the NFL, they, they have one of the most talented rosters in the NFL. Um, there's just really no excuse for them to – I think their best chances go seven and nine. Um, 
but I think you know seven and nine is is okay, but it's the way that they went seven and nine um, that has kind of been shocking this year. There's been a bunch of games that they should have won that they lost. Um, there's been a bunch of of uh, um, coaching decisions that Freddie's made that you know could have easily swayed the outcome of the game. Um, like you referenced, um, Aaron Jarvis Landry and him got into it last week. OBJ and him got into it this week. Um, those are your those are two of your four or five biggest stars. Um, you've got two Pro Bowl um, potential Hall of Fame wide receivers getting into it um, with their head coach on the sideline in back to back weeks. And to me, that's just not a coincidence. That's at some point you're going to have to look at the coach and say, say, you know, there's there's one common denominator, there's one common factor in the disappointment that leads to Nick Chubb liking tweets on uh, on Twitter that talk about him getting in the ball more, um, a factor that leads to to Jarvis Landry and OBJ getting into it. And Jarvis Landry is not usually a, a person who's demonstrative or anything like that. Um, you know, Baker Mayfield getting snappy with reporters. High in the Miles Garrett suspension to Freddie Kitchens. But, you know, if we're going to blame for stuff, we might as well blame him for that. Miles um, Garrett. We need to blame Freddie, man. Everything goes on this. <laughs> I mean, we have OBJ, Landry, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, uh, Baker Mayfield. Our defense is actually pretty stacked this year. And – I, I hear you say seven to nine is not bad. And typically as a Browns fan, like, you know, seven to nine isn't bad because we're used to going like four and 12, uh, three and 13. But last year when we go uh, seven, eight and one, and we're like, oh man, we've added OBJ. We've added Kareem Hunt. Our defense is stacked. Um, Greedy Williams has balled out on the opposite side of Denzel Ward. And we're going to have a worse record. We're guaranteed to have a worse record than last year by losing our ninth game. Yeah, that's, um, a, that's a really good point. I didn't actually think about that. That's a, that's a really good it, point. It, yeah, it's, it's a major, so it's a major disappointment. For me, I, I think I told you going into the season, you know, eight and eight, in my opinion, was going to be a disappointment because we almost had a winning season or even just a 500 season last year that I expected nothing less. And we have a pretty easy schedule, especially the back half. I expected nothing, nothing less than at least – nine and seven, like at least deliver us one winning season. Uh, and ESPN's blasting everywhere. The Browns are one uh, are, are the one team that didn't have a winning record this decade. Oh, wow. Um, hey, yay Browns. But <laughs> it, <laughs> it's, it, we, we wear that badge of honor. Um, but it's just, it, it's, it's time. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's beyond time. It's frustrating. It's irritating. Um, personally, I want Ron Rivera as a head coach. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Ron Rivera is, um, he's a no nonsense coach, but the players love him. Yeah. Like we look at all of our quote unquote personalities, like OBJ Jarvis Baker, uh, Ron Rivera's dealt with that. He had Cam Newton in the prime of like Cam Newton being Cam Newton. Yeah. Uh, if you follow sports, you know what, you know what that means. Mm-hmm. Cam Newton being Cam Newton. And uh, he had Steve Smith on that team as well, who was a huge personality. Um, and not only did he manage those personalities and, and, you know, get to a Super Bowl with Cam, got to a Super Bowl before, um, 
but those players, like when he was fired, Cam Newton put out a statement saying that he was very hurt by this decision, that he loved Ron Rivera. So he's a no-nonsense coach who the players get behind. Um, and he'd be a great defensive mind, I think, for our great defense. Oh, and yeah. I think he could in a really good OC uh, to get these players situated. I, I think I've decided I'm tired of trying out young head coaches. Like I would love Lincoln Riley, but right now where the Browns are at, I would like a proven veteran <coughs> coach. Um, and I think Ron Rivera is the man to get that job done. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my hopes. Um, do you think it happens? Do you, do you think this, this, do you think Santa is going to allow this to happen? You think by the end of the season, uh, Freddie's going to be out. I kind of expected that I would get a text yesterday saying he was out, but spoiler alert, I didn't. Um, <laughs> what do you think, you think it's going to happen? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's one of those things where we're all just kind of waiting on it. Um, and I, you know, I think the Browns respect Freddie enough to not fire him in the season, but I would be shocked. Um, if next Monday, they call it Black Monday, when a lot of NFL coaches lose their jobs, I would be shocked if Freddie Kitchens was not fired on Black Monday. Um, so, Santa, please answer this one. My friend Aaron <laughs> has been waiting for a very long time. Um, Too long. The Browns need a competent head coach who's not going to make boneheaded decisions. All right. <laughs> Thank you for listen- listening to my grievances. That was supposed to be what all of last episode was about. <laughs> By, <laughs> by the Cardinals. But here we go. Ten minutes packed tight. You know what I want. All right. Wish list number one for Don. Just go ahead. Awesome. Wish list number one. Dear Santa, um, following along the lines of Aaron, I am also requiring a coach to be fired. Santa, <laughs> I need you to make a special trip to the ATL and deliver uh, Dan Quinn the pink slip. Uh, if you can do that on Black Monday, Santa, that would be great. Sincerely, Donatus Carroll. Um, you know, thankfully for Dan Quinn on this podcast, um, we're talking about him right after we talked about Freddie Kitchens. Um, Dan Quinn has not made as many bad decisions as Freddie Kitchens has, but Dan Quinn has a longer track record of making bad decisions, whereas Freddie Kitchens, you can at least maybe possibly say it's his first year. He's trying to learn. You know, he's got too much on his plate, trying to play, call plays and coach the team. Um, you know, there's a little bit of benefit of the doubt for Freddie Kitchens, um, although not a lot, but still a little bit. And plus, too, you got to think if Freddie Kitchens wasn't um, was a coaching um a team with, as talented as the Browns were, um, I don't know that there would be as much criticism um, as there is. But, you know, Dan Quinn, I think this is his fifth year. Um, since our Super Bowl Santa, we have gone 23, and I think we're sitting at 24. Um, so 23 wins, 24 losses. Um, the past two years, we went seven and nine, and we will probably go seven and nine this year, if not six and ten. Um, Santa, we have one of the most talented offenses in the league, um, so it's just been it's been one disappointment after the other. Um, the city of Atlanta, the state of Georgia, needs a championship. Um, which we had the Atlanta United. Uh, and while I'm a soccer fan, the majority of people in Georgia are not soccer fans. Um, 
So if you could deliver a competent head coach, um, since since Aaron didn't <laughs> request Lincoln Riley, Santa, I will request Lincoln Riley as the coach for the Atlanta Falcons. Um, and then if we could, since it's a wish list, if we could hire um, Ron Rivera as our defensive coordinator, no possible way logically that happens, but wishfully speaking, I would love for that to happen. Um, Lincoln Riley and Ron Rivera for the head coaches or for uh, – Head coach and defensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons. Thank you, Santa. Oh, you have an extreme wish list. You asked for two like big name coaches. <laughs> it's a wish list, not not logic. <laughs> That's true. See, and, and I agree with what you put that uh, Freddie Kitchens, if he's not on the Browns with this roster, uh, let's say he's who else has a, a first year head year coach that struggled. <laughs> Yeah. Let's say he's with the Bengals. Uh, um, I don't think he gets quite as much criticism as he does with the Browns because of this talent. Right. I do agree there. And I also agree that the thing with Dan Quinn is he has a longer track record of being disappointing. Um, all starting with that, with that Super Bowl, though a lot of us, you know, we can kind of put that on Kyle Shanahan right. a little bit because all he really had to do was run the ball right. in the middle. But he didn't. Um, but – it's everything after that. So Kyle Shanahan leaves, and it's like the the, the Falcons spiraled out of control. Um, they have Julio Jones, arguably, you know, one of the best receivers in the league. They have now Calvin Ridley opposite him. They paid Devontae Freeman a ton of money, and he hasn't – I mean, he, he did really yeah. well yesterday. But besides yesterday, he hasn't really done anything since getting paid besides yeah. getting hurt. Um they let Tevin Coleman walk, who's actually doing pretty well with the 49ers. Um, the defense this year, I know Dan Quinn was was making all the shots or calling all the shots. And I think the smartest thing he did, which is what Freddie refuses <laughs> to do, is he relinquished those play-calling abilities to his defensive right. coordinator. And I think the defense actually yeah. got better. Um, it's good for Falcons fans, but I think that's, that's like a, a win-lose yeah. For Dan Quinn, so it shows that he has the wherewithal the to to give up that and realize I'm not doing well. Let somebody else do it. <clears throat> but on the flip side, when you got hired by the Falcons and when you're with the Seahawks, you were like the defensive genius, right? So when you have to relinquish your defense because they are terrible with you and they do better with someone else, I don't think that looks you makes you look good, you know. Um, I think that that hurts your stock, and and I agree. I think it's time for Dan Quinn and the Falcons to part ways. Uh, I think Dan Quinn is just kind of hurting himself by still being there, um, and the Falcons can really move on. I'll wish for y'all to have Lincoln Riley. I don't think he's going to Atlanta. No. I think he would prefer to either stay in Texas and maybe the Cowboys sweep him up or go to one of his former players like Cleveland um, because I mean, <clears throat> Oklahoma's paying bank. So unless he's going to get bank, he ain't going to leave there. Um, but no, I, I, as a Browns fan, I feel you. I see you. I understand. <laughs> it's, it's rough out here it in the is, streets. It's uh, tough on this podcast, man. It's been a rough season for both of us. Oh, and on top of that, you you didn't mention. I failed to mention. Dan Quinn last year released all of his exactly. coordinators. Like, he fired everybody to save himself is what I saw yeah. it as. 
because he's like, oh, no, it's them. It's not me. And then they're still doing yeah. terrible. Like, what does that say about and, you? you know, and that's that's the biggest that's the biggest reason that I think he needs to be gone um, this this offseason. Because, you know, a lot of people will look at it and say, well, what about Thomas Dimitrov? Um, you know, he's the GM. Thomas Dimitrov is the reason that we gave um, Matt Ryan way more money than we should have given him. Um, Julio Jones, I love him. He's going to go down as a Hall of Famer. Um, he's arguably a top two wide receiver, but the the truth is Hurley Jones is 30 years old and there's really no reason to give him um, as much money as we gave him this past off season. Um, I love him. We should have given him that money either last year or the year before that. Um, Thomas Dimitrov is the reason that we gave Devontae Freeman um, all that money after one good year. Um, and he's also the one that, you know, kind of, kind of, decides your draft picks but um you know thomas dimitrov has also done a couple of good things and so i think you know um dan quinn i mean you're you're spot on aaron he said at the end of last year um when he fired his offensive coordinator his defensive coordinator his special teams coordinator um no matter what happens next year being this year I want all eyes on me. I want all the pressure on me. I want the ball in my hand with time winding down. Um, everything is going through me. Um, and when you do that and you fail, you have to be held um, accountable. And so, you know, had he not fired all those people, I think I would be willing to maybe give him another year. But when you say all eyes are on me, then you fail. Um, you need to be held accountable. And so um, I think Dan Quinn – could be a really good defensive coordinator somewhere because um, he was phenomenal with Seattle. Um, but I think we've learned that he's just not as strong of a um, offensive coordinator. So who knows, maybe that he goes to a team as the defensive coordinator, Freddie Kitchens ends up as the uh, offensive coordinator. Um, the team has a decent head coach and maybe those two can, can be somewhat successful as coordinators and not head coaches. Yeah, no, nobody wants uh, the Freddie Kitchens coordinator. I promise you that. <laughs> you're, promise you're right. you that. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you in the middle there by yelling that over <laughs> your final point. No, no. But I'm going to put it out there. If anybody <laughs> in the NFL, they're not, but if they are listening to us, you do not want that. He knows four plays. <laughs> it is, it is uh, two of them are, um, are go routes. <laughs> Everyone's going. One's a shovel route. <laughs> And the other one is a trick play on third and one, which is not getting enough <laughs> hype. He called a trick play on third and one yesterday, and it didn't work. And the man is an idiot. <laughs> but back to back, back to your Falcons. Sorry to interject no, with my Browns stuff, but I all I threw on him, and he and he 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 really messed up. Um, I do think, regardless, that they could blow out the 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 Buccaneers this week, um, and I really don't think that changes anyone's mind. Um, you're sitting there with too much yeah. talent and you've done too little with it. Uh, I, I do think Santa delivers this awesome. to you. Thank, Thank you, you, Santa. Santa. <laughs> Maybe not all the other stuff, but you at least get <laughs> no more Dan Quinn. Someone told me, um, I'm not going to say who, um, but said that the Browns should really target Dan Quinn as their next coach. Um, this, this was like, I mean, two weeks really? ago. So it's when the, we're still doing yeah. terrible. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. We have already had enough with Freddie Kitchens. Yeah. Um, 
I, I don't want Dan Quinn. I don't want somebody else who's also disappointing. Yeah. I'll take him as a coordinator, but I do not want him as a head coach. Yeah, Dan, um, Quinn, Dan Quinn's going to make a good defensive coordinator. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't wish that on you. No, no. Nah, <laughs> I, I think he'll be gone. I don't think you get Lincoln Riley. But I do think he'll be gone, and hopefully y'all get a good head coach. Fingers crossed, Santa. <laughs> All right. Dear Santa, I know that Ordron's story is great. I know that Joe Burrow's story is great. I know that everyone is hoping, or maybe not everyone, but that LSU can pull through with this story factor. However, being born and raised an Alabama fan, I'm borderline hoping that um, Oklahoma can upset them. I'd like to see Jalen Hurts run to the title. I'd like to see the great redemption story. I would like to see Jalen Hurts go out on top. So, dear Santa, will you please make this happen? Sincerely, Aaron Avra. Yeah, you know, definitely. I think um, I think it'd be awesome to see Jalen Hurts um, pull off the upset um, of LSU. I'm also a huge um, Jalen Hurts fan. Um, the thing that's that's been really awesome about Jalen Hurts um, is Jalen Hurts has just been a really good example um, to a lot of kids and to a lot of people um, to never give up, right? I mean, I think it's well-documented. Um, 26 and two as a starter at Alabama, two, two, um, two national, or is it two or three national championships? Um, but he won one and I think he lost the other. Um, and then we know what happened with, with Tua. Um, Jalen Hurts could have left after last, last off season. And I don't think anybody would have faulted him. Um, but he stayed, he stayed, um, at Alabama an extra year, sat behind Tua, um, and then, um, you know, obviously he left this season. He stayed, graduated from Alabama and then, and then transferred to Oklahoma this offseason. And so I just – I have a ton of respect for Jalen Hurts um, as, a, as a person and then as a player. Um, I think we've seen Jalen Hurts this season um, going to Oklahoma. Him and, and Lincoln Riley have been a match made in heaven. Um, and Jalen Hurts has done really, really good. And so I think um, as much as, I, as I've enjoyed watching Joe Burrow and LSU this offseason, um, or this season, I'm sorry, I think it'd be a really great story, Santa, um, if Jalen Hurts was to beat LSU, um, to upset LSU. Um, and I think, I think he's got a chance to do it. Jalen Hurts has seen this LSU defense before. Um, granted, it wasn't the exact same players, but he's he's played the, this this team before, and I think that's going to kind of give him an advantage. Um, as long as Oklahoma's defense can can slow down Joe Burrow, I think um, Jalen Hurts and this Oklahoma offense should be good to go against LSU. We've seen that LSU gives up a ton of points um, against offenses that are that that run the same kind of. Um, system as as um as Oklahoma does I mean LSU this LSU defense gave up 38 points to a not good um Texas team um and you know Lincoln Riley is is going to put that that offense on steroids so I'm excited to see what Jalen Hurts does in this game I think he's going to put up big numbers um Jalen Hurts plays with a chip on his shoulder um and so you know he's he's got people that that have doubted him from when he was at Alabama 
Um, he just lost the Heisman to Joe Burrow. Um, I think he's going to put the team on his back, and I think I think we can expect a really big game from Jalen Hurts um, on Saturday against LSU. Um, so, Santa, I would love for you to answer this request. Yeah, I, I agree. You brought up a good point that LSU's defense um, has really been shoddy at best. They've been giving up a lot of points, but their offense is really yeah. good. Um, and if there's one thing about this Oklahoma team that is different from other Oklahoma teams – is their defense is not bad this year. Um, Normally it's been on the back of like Baker and Kyler to just outscore the other offense because the defense can't stop anybody. Uh, But this year the defense has has shown up. They've played a little bit. um, LSU has great receivers, great running back. Joe Burrow's been dynamite. Uh, So it may still be a shootout, but I think because the defense has gotten better in Oklahoma, um, they have a shot. I think they have a real legitimate shot of knocking off LSU and be for the Jalen hurts fan in me and the Lincoln Riley fan, Riley fan in me, Santa, make it happen. Make it happen, Santa. All right. And now we are down to Donis's. Well, his final point. And then if we have time, he says he has a fun point. So we'll see if we get there. Donis, what is your, uh, your final wish list? From All Santa? right, Santa, this one I'm going to make easy for you because it happens on Christmas. So you will already be making your deliveries. Dear Santa, <laughs> on um, December 25th at, I believe, 8 o'clock Eastern time, the Los Angeles Lakers will be playing the Los Angeles Clippers. Santa, I've been a Los Angeles Lakers fan since um, probably around 02, 03. So I missed the first championship in their three-peat, but I was there for their last two. Santa, you know that I've been a huge Kobe Bryant fan, and you know that Aaron and I used to get into arguments about Kobe Bryant back in the uh, East 112 apartment. Santa, what I'm asking for for Christmas this year is a, a win for the Lakers on Christmas Christmas Day, but more importantly, for an NBA championship in 2020 for my Los Angeles oh, Lakers. Santa, if you can make this happen, I would love that. Thanks, Santa. Sincerely, Donatus Carroll. So, um, <laughs> See, I almost – no, go ahead, well, go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, you know, the Lakers, we've missed the playoffs six years in a row. Um, we've had four coaches since 2012, 2013 was the last year we were in the playoffs. Um, missed the playoffs six years in a row, four coaches. This is our fourth one. Um, so it's, it's long overdue. I'll go ahead and let you re- uh, react to that. All right. So it's funny that you bring up basketball. I chose not to because the Hawks are doing terrible. Um, but the Lakers – the Lakers have kind of taken the, in a, the NFL. We've been on the NFL for a long time, obviously. <laughs> by storm, they're 24 and six. They're sitting atop the Western Conference, which we have not seen in years, especially years. With, the, with the emergence of the Golden State Warriors. Um, and so to see them on top is, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. It's a little refreshing. I can, I can finally work back up to hating the Lakers again. Uh, <laughs> hated them when they were on the bottom because they had Lonzo Ball because with Lonzo Ball comes LeVar Ball, uh, which really I love LeVar Ball because Keenan Thompson was really good in impersonating him on SNL. But <laughs> after that, didn't care for LeVar. So to see the Lakers back on top with an aging LeBron. I do think LeBron is, is, you know, dwindling down his career. I think he wants one or two more before he goes. However, I do believe 
that when they get to the NBA title, um, they're going to lose to the Bucks. I think the Bucks are finally going to come in. I think the Bucks are going to win their very first championship. Um, uh, no, I don't think it's the very first championship. Let me let me take that back. Uh, but I do think that <laughs> and they play the Bucks, and I do think the Greek Freak and the Bucks um, get the job done. Yeah, you know, um, I know, I know, you can't say the Lakers, but I'll, I'll say this: I think basketball in general is better when the Lakers are good. Um, and this year, um, you know, like the Boston Celtics have been good for the past few years. I think um, the the uh, basketball is better when the Lakers and the Celtics are both really good. And so, um, the basketball fan in me would love to see. Um, Celtics, Lakers in the NBA championship. Um, the B- Celtics have 17. We have 16. Um, we've been trailing them for for a while now. Um, so I, I love the Bucks, man. I love Giannis. He's a he's a beast, man. Um, and so that part of me, you know, Giannis is like um, he's got that Kobe Bryant Mamba mentality. Um, but Giannis doesn't necessarily hold on to the ball as much. Plus, he's seven feet tall um, and can jump out the roof. But when I say that, that Kobe Bryant mentality, Giannis doesn't care who you are. Like, he's going to take your soul regardless of, of who's in front of him. Um, and I love NBA players with that mentality. Um, and Giannis, Giannis is, is – if he doesn't win MVP this year, um, he's got a really good chance at winning it again. Um, but, you know, and, and this is another topic that we can get into sometime – um, it's been well documented that I'm not a huge, I'm not a, I'm not a LeBron James fan. Um, not, not a huge LeBron James fan is, is not it. I'm, I'm just not a LeBron James fan. Um, so it made it tough when LeBron came to LA because here's this <laughs> player that I didn't really care too much about playing for my favorite team. Um, but you know, uh, LeBron has come in this season and he's, he's, he's come in with a lot to prove. Um, you know, there are people that were talking about him not being the best player in the NBA anymore. Um, and I think LeBron has showed us that he's still got a good bit left in the tank, which is crazy because he's he's I think he's either 34 or about to turn 35 or he's 35 about to turn 36. Um, and, you know, kind of like Tom Brady before this year, um, we weren't saying we, you don't see a lot of people playing at this high of a level at LeBron's age. Um, and he's, he's got, um, you know, he's averaging 20, 25 points. And, um, I think he's averaging like 11 assists. Um, so he's playing, he's playing really, really good. Um, Anthony Davis, I agree with you, Aaron. I didn't know how big of a difference Anthony Davis was going to make. Um, he's been a huge difference for us. Like I, I knew that he was a top 10, arguably top five NBA player, Um, But there's times when he can also just take over the game. Um, And so I think, um, you know, having two players that can take over the game and then we finally did it the right way with surrounding LeBron with, um, excuse me, with a bunch of role players who know their role and are happy playing that role. Um, Dwight Howard has come in and he's given us solid numbers off the bench. Um, Rondo's doing really good. Caruso's playing good. Kuzma, when he's healthy, is is doing really good. Um, 
So I don't know, man. I, I, I agree with you. I'd like to see the Bucks and the Lakers in the championship. I think that'd be really good. Um, best of seven, I think, to me, just kind of depends on who has um, home field at home field, home court advantage uh, for game seven. I think regardless, it goes to game seven. And I think the winner is whoever has home court advantage in, in game seven. Um, I think, I think it'd be good for the NBA to see um, Giannis versus LeBron. And I think it'd also be good to kind of see that's, that's the, an opportunity for Giannis to kind of step in and take the crown from LeBron as a king of basketball. Um, and so that's just kind of be like a cool passing of the torch. Um, but that can happen next year. This year, I'm going <laughs> to bring us a, uh, an NBA championship in 2020. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I, I would love to see a, a, a King James to Greek freak um, passing of the torch. Um, I think Giannis is great. Um, and so to be able to see him kind of take hold of the NBA would be huge. Um, do you think this happens, though? You, you, do you think that the Lakers get the championship this year? Man, it's tough. Um We've we've lost three games in a row, um, and so I think we're starting to kind of see that we are a um, quote unquote human team. Um, I think it depends on if LeBron can stay healthy uh, and how much they play him. LeBron has talked about not wanting to be load managed, um, but I just think like part of the reason that LeBron has done so good this year is because for the first year in. For, for the first time in like eight or nine years, LeBron didn't have to play in the playoffs. So he didn't play um, in April, May, or June. Um, so he's had three extra months of rest. Um, I, to answer your question, I think in order for us to win the championship, LeBron's going to have to be sat um, towards the end of the season so that when we get into the playoffs, he's good to go. Um, mm-hmm. I think it depends where we draw the Clippers. Um, I think the Clippers and, and Lakers, like you said, I think they'll end up in the in the um, the Western Conference Finals. Um, I that's that again is going to depend on Kawhi Leonard because um, Kawhi is being whatever they say. Kawhi is being load managed right now, so he's going to be he's going to have um, he's going to be more healthy come playoff time than LeBron is and and Anthony Davis. So. Um, I think it depends on whether we can stop Kawhi Leonard, but it's going to be a really physical. I'm giving you a really long answer to your question, <laughs> but it, it's going to be, it's just a lot to get into. It's going to be, um, you know, that's going to be one of those series that goes into seven games. And I think it just kind of depends on um, how tired or healthy we are going into the NBA finals. I think if we're, if we're healthy and not tired from that, from that grueling series with the Clippers, I think we can beat the Bucks. Um, but it's going to depend again on, on home, uh, home court advantage. So I think it's possible. Um, but it, it, it kind of takes a lot of things falling into, falling into place. Which is a perfect job for Santa. You know what to do, Santa, in order for this wish list to happen. I think they beat the Clippers. I don't know if they get a title this year, though. You know, seeing LeBron go out on top. Not saying he's retiring this year, but having a great end on a positive note um, would be good to see, even though I'm also not a LeBron fan. Uh, <laughs> it'd be good to see. All right, Don. Come just... through for your boy, Santa. <laughs> for your boy. Uh, 
You want to get into that last topic? All right, Santa. My last topic has to deal with fantasy football. Um, <laughs> Santa, Aaron is probably not going to appreciate this, but I wanted to bring one on him. Um, Santa, I am 2-0 and against Aaron in the fantasy football season. And um, I am eight and two. I finished eight and two in our last ten regular season games. Started off two and zero, lost two in a row, um, and then Santa, I just went on a tear, um, just winning left and right. Um, but Santa, this week is um, our, I guess, semifinals. And next week, if I win tonight, Santa, um, I will be playing most likely Aaron's wife, Brooke in the fantasy football championships. Santa, all I want for Christmas, um, more than a Dan Quinn firing, more than the Lakers winning the NBA championship in 2020. Santa, what I want for Christmas is a 2019 fantasy football championship. Thank you, Santa. I'm not acknowledging this. (laughs) (laughs) Aaron's going to cut this part out. (laughs) I missed the playoffs. All I had to do was was win my last regular season game, 141, <laughs> lost by 20 points, but would have beat anyone else in the league. Everybody else, yeah. Or I needed Brooke to beat the person she was playing, and she lost <laughs> by two points. Um, he took the last seed. I am not acknowledging this bit at all. <laughs> it's all on Donatus. Oh, man. That's the the fun (laughs) part about not planning something. Aaron wanted us to to react live to this, and so here you go, people. This is a live reaction from Aaron Avery. Everything will be ran by each other before we we get on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, Santa, I am going to do a counter wish that no one wins this year. As as commissioner of the league, I'm (laughs) shutting out before the game begins. No one gets a championship, vacating all the wins. This is a wash season. <laughs> Santa Aaron does not believe in you. I believe. So answer my request. Oh, man. <laughs> right, well, there you have it, because I refuse to acknowledge it. Donatus has, has wished for a fantasy championship. <laughs> He's also wished for a Dan Quinn firing, a Lakers championship to recap. The Browns will fire their head coach, Santa make it happen. And Oklahoma's <laughs> going to beat LSU. That's all on our wish list. Um, we hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Um, this is our Christmas spectacular thing as it comes out on Christmas Day. I hope that you gather with your family around a warm fire and turn on Once Upon East 112 and drink again, <laughs> whatever else you do on Christmas. And from us to you, Merry Christmas. Enjoy the week. We'll be back next week, barring that Anchor lets us us record it again. Don, do you have anything to say as we leave? Merry Christmas, everybody. God bless. All right. Take care.